Before we get started on this week's podcast, I just want to say rest in peace to Eddie Van Halen, born on the 26th of January 1955 and died on 6th of October 2020. A fantastic individual, great guitarist from one of the most iconic glam heavy metal rock bands out there, Van Halen. with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. Really, really great to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to join us on this week's episode. What have I been up to recently? Not all that much, quite honestly. I mean, it's still COVID times, right? I think I think when you go online, though, it's kind of like COVID doesn't exist anymore. And I'm kind of getting concerned about this. I think because everybody isn't dead yet, we assume that everything is okay. And it really isn't okay. Um, see people sort of traveling and they're taking these selfies from Greece or... I don't know, wherever really, some beach in Asia somewhere or from some sort of bullshit restaurant that's got way too many people in it and is clearly not following any social distancing guidelines whatsoever. And everybody is out there, I shouldn't say everybody, it's an absolute, but a lot of people I seem to follow, a lot of narcissists I evidently follow, are out there enjoying life and it's kind of like... In the last something like 18 days at the time of recording, we've jumped something like 5 million cases globally. And bear in mind, to get to the first few million, I think it took a couple of months, like initially. Now, of course, that that's because the more people who get it, the more people get infected. You know, the, the spread just works that way. But it's, it's just frustrating. I know, I kind of feel like we really need to pull together and just keep sacrificing a little bit of our lives for the rest of this year. And it's never easy to do that but it's going to be much better once this virus just fucks off like once it really just goes and yeah it's kind of frustrating me that i see a lot of people still hosting gigs now and they're like gathering in places that clearly aren't socially distanced and because they wear a mask they seem to think it's going to be fine and even if the vaccine came tomorrow we're still going to have to wear masks we're still going to have to keep our hands clean we're still going to have to keep distance a vaccine in itself isn't enough so it worries me that if we can't get into these habits already, to these habits of just keeping safe, keeping distance, looking out for one another, how the fuck are we going to cope in the long run? I'm a little bit concerned we're never going to beat this, actually, and that life is never going to go back to normal, but let's see. Let's see what happens. So, yeah, not been up to much, really. Just listening to a lot of music at home and uh, educating the daughter on a child number one on a lot of the music that's out there. It's loves hard rock currently loves hard rock um the more glam the better took a trip through motley crew and iron maiden earlier and uh, she loved that she fell asleep it's now if she falls asleep that means she loves the music because it relaxes her she feels very very at ease very very calm so um 
never take it as offence if I review your stuff and I say that my daughter went to sleep because actually that's the highest price you can get, the absolute highest price you can get. It's better than a 10 in Pitchfork, it's better than a Grammy. That's the highest price you can get. My daughter fell asleep to your music. Now let's get into the normal part of this show because I'm sure you're a bit fed up of hearing my ranting, but if you want to hear more ranting or more episodes or more people that I've talked to, you can go to bpmpod.com where you can find all of the episodes. You can also find BPM Pod anywhere you get your podcasts. So that's Acast, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, so on and so forth. Anywhere you get your podcasts, BPM Pod is, and it'll be great to see you there. BPM Pod is two years old now. Surprised we even got to this point, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought we would have long sort of collapsed before now, but I'm really, really glad that we're still going and still delving into some underground, unsigned, unsung musical talent that's out there. And if you would like to appear on the show, please do get in touch. Or if you know anyone who would like to listen to the show, please do share and subscribe to the podcast. That would be absolutely great. As I think you know, I don't do sponsorship on this. I don't get money out of this. It's all just for fun. We're all just here having a nice time, especially in these distanced times it's really nice just to connect and hear stories so uh the more i hear the better and uh really hope you enjoy what you hear here on bpm pod now with that sort of bit of self-promotion advert out of the way let's get on to this week's podcast we go a little bit proto power punk this week dom jones guy I met at a bar called Lakshmi in Berlin. You know, they do an open mic every Wednesday. They don't at the moment because of what one thing and another, the global fuckery. Um, met him there a long, long time ago and uh, really, really confident, loud guy. And I was like, oh, he's Australian, I think he is. And uh, he just had this sort of exuberance about him, this really sort of in your face attitude. And I loved it. And we got on so well straight away. I don't know if it was the sort of Anglo-Saxon background or humor or whatever it was but we got on so well and uh, immediately I was like gotta get this guy on the podcast two years later two years it's flown by he's finally on the podcast so today I talked to Dom a little bit about um, what he's been up to on his own with his solo music and his uh, attitude acoustic attitude punk rock that he plays and his band Tarzan Grip So this is what happened when Dom and I spoke over the interweb not too long ago. Now I have to apologize very quickly that the sound quality on this is not as good as usual. I've tried to make it slightly more digestible, but he does sound like he's at the end of a very distant telephone. I'm not really sure what went on um, with the recording of this, but it does sound a little distant, so bear with it. I have tried to fix it as much as I can but the recording on this episode isn't as good as normal. So here's what happened when I spoke to the wonderful Dom Jones about his solo work and his band Tarzan Grip. So Dom, I know who you are, but who are you? Who is the man behind Dom Jones? Well, my full name is Domenico Antonio Giannone. I come from Australia. It's a little city called Melbourne, which is uh, considerably bigger than Berlin, um, raised by an Italian, well, to an Italian family, hence the name. Um, Dom Jones is a, just a joke uh, Facebook name, which stuck, um, especially in Berlin, and it's now that's what I'm known as here. Um, I, yeah, as I said, I'm from Australia. I, I left Australia in 2004, moved to London. Um, 
and in 2011 I moved here to Berlin. So I've been here for nine, nearly nine years. The band is Tarzan Grip. What's the story there? Tarzan Grip is very much a Berlin band. Um, it's, it's something that started, I don't know, four or five years ago, I guess, um, with a couple of then colleagues of mine, one of which I'm still playing with, uh, the drummer, what's he called? Uh, Dice, or El Dice, or Jan Deisler. Hey, dude, how are you? I'm sure he'll be listening later at some point. Um, and, uh, yeah, we are, uh, I guess, I think I think you probably know some of the music now. It's uh, it's, it's guitar-based music, uh, three-piece, although we're a two-piece now. Um, but we are guitar-based drums. Um, I think we were described on our first EP, so far our only release to date at the moment. It was described by some critique as um, an ode to proto-punk, so uh, which I took. Which is which I took as a, as a compliment. Um, uh, being an Indian Stooges fan, so it was a, <laughs> so, uh, I thought that was cool. Um, and uh, and now we are in the midst of well, I'd say recording. We've well and truly recorded, but uh, we're in the midst of in the midst of mixing down our next release album EP. I'm not sure what it is. What has this whole COVID global mess period been like for you? It has uh, been. Have, COVID-inspired, I guess, is to finally sit down and finish off some mixing of this uh, latest album thingy that we have. Um, so we, we recorded this damn thing two years ago, um, locked away in, a, in a someone's cottage house in the middle of Brandenburg somewhere. It was, it was very rock and roll, actually. We were literally locked away in a, in a cottage in the middle of nowhere, um, recording, oh, I, remember, I remember being like four o'clock in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday, uh, still Blaring, having my, uh, my my AC30 box amp blaring with a full distortion, and I remember looking up at the, the owner of the house, who was our sound, the sound engineer of the mixer or the the audio engineer who recorded us. Said, uh, "Is this all right to keep going?" And he said, "Look around you, there's nothing there. Just go until you drop." <laughs> I know you obviously as a soloist and now as part of Tarzan Grip that we're talking about, but have you always played in bands? And what got you into the music you make today? Well, for me, there's such a difference between playing a solo where, which actually was not the norm for me until I moved to London, to be honest with you. I I did play some solo shows in in Australia occasionally, but when I I played and when I toured, it was always with a band, you know? Mostly, well, touring was always with a band. I never did it on my own, because I've never been solo artist per se um, uh, and so um, I guess uh, it, what was strange when I was when I moved to London and the first year or two where I started performing around London and around the UK in general um, and even other parts of the continent um, as a solo artist it was quite weird because it was um, a bit more confronting for me because it was just me and what I realized from those early earlier days of solo performances that um, I thought shit I had nothing to hide behind I had no I had no you know I, I'm a terrible musician I'm a terrible singer this is awful for me to even have to do this and I, I guess it just sharpened up my um, <laughs> um my, my skills a little bit 
in other words, I, I, it forced me to pull my finger out a little bit as, a, as a, an actual performer, as an actual musician and a singer. Um, so that became the new norm, I guess, for many years, until I finally stepped into this, well, stepped into it was a, it was a long time coming and there was a few incantations of it. So eventually it became this band, which eventually became Tarzan Group. And, um, and I could just remember going, just thinking, the, the, the power. I mean, because it's the sort of music I play, it's, it's rock orientated or punk orientated, or whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know what it is. I just, I just call it rock. Um, uh, it's, it's loud. Let's, let's put it this way. And it, it's loud, yeah. <laughs> and um, but melodic, still melodic. Um, but um, but yeah, just I just remember thinking, yeah, Daddy's back. <laughs> this is good. I'm home. Um, and just just have that power behind me again. You know, um, to kind of cover all my mistakes. <laughs> it's wonderful. The first time I met you, Dom, I realised that actually, underneath it all, I think you're a pretty sensitive guy. Is music to you a form of therapy or for fame or both? Because I get the sense you just really love to play and it's kind of an outlet for things you're feeling and thinking. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, look, I'm, I'm not doing this to, for fame's sake or for money's sake because it's, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say I've achieved either to any great extent. I mean, it's often very minor, but um, no, I do... I, yes, I love to play. I need to play because um, uh, I, I noticed I have some friends back home in, in Australia who they said, "Oh wow, you're still you're still going." Because you know, I'm, as you probably know, I'm one million years old, um, and um, I just don't look it because I sold my soul for it in my life, um, or something like that. And um, when I when I get the odd comment from friends, oh, it's really cool you're still going there, because I have a lot of friends from from the scene back home who who were actually a lot very well known compared to me, you know, um, and they've all stopped and for various reasons, um, not, not always drug induced <laughs> reasons, but, it, but they have stopped. Um, I, I could just remember saying to one friend once, uh, I just answered, well, to not play is to not breathe. It's, 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 to me, it's just like taking a breath. I, it's a very natural part of my being, you know, I, I can't not do it. Um, which is why I actually, started performing solo because it was the only way I could get it out, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, back in the London days, that is, it, it, was, uh, it was really important for me to just keep playing because it, without doing so, I guess I would have become slightly battier than what I am, uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think um, it, it really, you know, it prevents me from becoming an axe-wielding homicidal maniac. The feeling I have about you from seeing your performances, though, Dom, is that you never get nervous. But I remember once hosting an open mic and putting you on stage first, and you were not happy about that at all. So, do you get nervous? Uh, yeah, look, I've been asked this question a few times. Um, I, I, no, I don't get nervous actually. Um, what I do get is, um, I, it's, I, I get the sense of, I get the rush. The adrenaline's still there, but it's not. So, I guess that is a form of nervousness. Yes, you're right. But it, it's not a nervousness about, oh, my God, I can't do this. Uh, no, it's not that I'm really comfortable performing in front of people. Um, in fact, I'd rather do that than, than record, if you know what I mean, um, in many ways. I, I, I feel really comfortable just singing and playing in front of people. That's not a problem. Um, I think when you see me like that, it's literally because I don't expect to be on first then and I'm clearly not drunk enough or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
Are you fixated on a particular musical genre? I get the sense that regardless of genre, you really focus on the darker side of things. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, that's um, what's a bit like my life, isn't it? Um, I suppose. <laughs> um, my life has not been all that, you know. Look, I mean, I'm, I, you know, in relative terms, I, you know, like most of us in the West, we do fortunate lives, you know. Um, but um, even even we, the fortunate, can sometimes fall into all sorts of mishap and, and other and other nasty things. Um, but in terms of uh, musical influences, if that's what you mean, and it's not just my influences are not just musical. You're right; it's uh, absolutely not. But um, I'm I'm a music student from way back, you know, from my teens, and um, I um, I learned from a, a very young age, and I had I had to learn it, I guess, uh, to learn every single genre of music. Um, you know, I fell in love with classical music by the age of fourteen, fifteen, um, for for example. Um, Baroque being my least favourite, <laughs> the Baroque period, for some reason, it's just a, a few just drives me mad. I, I don't want to hear another few in my life. But um, uh, so I, I think that that's given me an appreciation for all genres of music um, right throughout um, my life as a result. Um, just having studied a bit of music into university as well, I did it for a little while until I dropped out of everything, like <laughs> a lot of stick in, in the 90s, in, in the, the acid uh, haze of the 90s. So. And um, but yeah, I think um, um, that's that's been a, that's been the biggest influence of my life. The fact that I did that I was able to start studying music in high school and took it up as a, a major subject. Um, so I, I have no particular genre that I favour over another. There, I guess there are some that I prefer to others. Obviously, rock is what I'm most comfortable playing and performing. But also, as you've seen, the melancholics. Uh, uh, kind of self-introspective, uh, you know, uh, self-centred uh, writing style is also something I, I, I like as well. Um, but, but what I what I remember saying in a couple of interviews I've, I've had in the past is that um, each genre to me has what I would call, you know, its beauty and its horror, or, you know, the good and bad in every genre. Um, and if you put it in relative terms of, of the modern-day say, the, the modern-day recording process and the whole, you know, let's call it the whole system where you churn out music and boom, there it is for the public kind of thing. Um, what, I, what I learned actually a little bit later, like in the 90s, uh, or late 90s, I guess, um, what determines, and I, and I think this is true for everyone, to be honest with you, not just me. And so the theory I have now is that um, every genre can be appreciated. You can love a song or hate a song from exactly the same genre, the style of music. What are the next steps for Tars and Grip then? I, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Kind of the beauty of this band is that we are kind of a lazy band. Um, we well at the moment we're a two piece. I mean, we uh, our original bass player who was um, who's actually the brother-in-law of the drummer. Um, he he went back to Sweden where he's from, um, and uh, we subsequently had um, we've had a couple of bass players since. We have one that floats in and out. I think you may have seen her also. It likes to be an Disco, a Dutch lady. Um, she she's played with us a bit, um, but she she spent six months of every year in Australia and Sydney and 
the other six months is usually here, but I think she's stuck in Sydney at the moment for obvious reasons. Um, so as a, in terms of a band, you know, we're not really much of a band at the moment, we're only two thirds of the way there. <laughs> um, so touring is not really an option. Um, so we've become a bit of a studio band. Uh, we now we're just concentrating on getting this this recording that's taken two years in the making, which therefore should constitute it as a potential masterpiece, but I'm sure it won't be <laughs> at all. Um, but what, what we have, so that's that's on the way. So I think very soon we'll end up having it mastered and, and then just unleash it onto the onto humanity through through Spotify and, and you know all the all the various media channels as well as uh, whatever else. Um, so we'll get it released and distributed. Um, but what we've been doing, the drummer and I, at least uh, this year, again in COVID times, which is good, we've been just songwriting. Where we're actually just going through pretty much a weekly basis. Most weekends, we, we just we have our little studio room um, here in Berlin um, at the Das Rock House that everyone knows. <laughs> Any musician knows that place. Um, and um, yeah, we're just basically working on, on new songs, and we have a handful that we're playing with at the moment. And, uh, and I guess the next step will be then to go back into the formally go back into the studio in a formal way and actually record everything that we're uh, that we're happy with. Uh, we'll just record a bunch of songs and see what sticks and pick the least worst of them and uh, and do it all again. Um, so that's basically it. And uh, yeah, that's that's the the immediate future plans. Given COVID, given the general changes of the record industry. What do you see as some of the advantages of the landscape we find ourselves in now or that we will find ourselves in post-COVID? Because it feels as if the music industry pre-COVID is not something to look forward to. Um, I agree with the, the, the last comment. I mean, it's, uh, the, the music industry, I mean, for fear of sounding like an old, uh, an old uh, diehard rock pig, um, which I am, an ageing rock hard, uh, rock hard, uh, <laughs> Uh, diehard rock pig, but um, but I don't care anymore about that. That's the thing. It's it's not why I'm doing it. Uh, the industry is I wouldn't say dead, but it's it's just changed. And for us old folk, you know, us uh, people over twenty one, um, we need to um just accept the fact that that's you know the the record industry I think has changed, but it's not not all of it is for the worse. I mean, it's nice that now. Tarzan Grip does not have to have a major label or any big label to be released all over the world. That's nice. That's great. However, the downside of that is that anyone can record something in their bedroom without any, uh, shall we say, guidance, production or anything, and they think that they're going to be the next, I don't know, Prince or Phil Spector, right? Oh, God knows. I don't know. Um, so there's that element. So that, I just ignore that. I don't care about that. And what I'm looking forward to is, is getting out there playing again. Because um, that is, as I, as I alluded to earlier, I'm, 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 I'm a live animal. I love performing. I love singing. I love playing live. Um, and that's what I've missed the most. It's great to be able to, as I said, to still regularly uh, go through this songwriting process that I'm going through with, with the Tarzan group thing. But... Um, but I really, I, you know, I always, always love playing live, and that's something that I do miss. And so I'm looking forward to doing that again, even solo. Because at the moment, you know, very few of us can play solo. I've not played solo at all since this lockdown thing happened, and 
Um, and yeah, it tries to be a little bit bonkers. I must admit. So that for me is, is the, the thing I look forward to most is getting out there playing live again. Um, because everything else is fine, you know. I can release stuff. We, we can record. We can record, you know, a triple album if we want, you know, right now, and that'll be fantastic. And it'll it'll be very cathartic as well. But it doesn't have that same catharsis as, as performing live, and that's what I miss. And that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Where can people find out more about Tarzan Grip? What do we have? Spotify and uh, iTunes and Amazon. There's Facebook things and Bandcamp. Um, just look for Tarzan Grip Band. Um, Tarzan Grip on Bandcamp. Uh, we have a leap there. Tarzan Grip, I guess, uh, yeah, look up Tarzan Grip, members of the board. Uh, that's on there as well. Um, uh, and uh, I guess there's, a, there's something from yesteryear called International um, as well, which is on, you know, the... The, the, the media thingies that uh, yeah, it's, out, it's out there international um, um, it has that song that I sometimes play it's a you see me play called Dolore it's an Italian song that has that on it too so so if people want to really know um, I guess I can always I don't know I can always I can always send, I've sent you some information so you can always <laughs> throw that around and finally a question you've probably been asked a hundred times why the name Dom Jones it's kind of the, Derives from Giovanni, which means John. Um, Giannone means like Big John. Giannini is the more common Italian surname, which means Little John. Giannone is like a Big John. Jones is derivative of John. So that was kind of the joke, Dom Jones. And, um, and it stuck with it. I think that just, when I showed up for one or two open mics and, um, via Facebook, um, people just started introducing me as Dom Jones and the name is stuck and that's who I am now. So it's cool. And that's all for this week's episode of BPM Pod. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. Special thanks to Dom Jones, who appeared on the episode and was so gracious in just taking the time to talk to me. Really, really big thank you. All the links to Tarzan Grip and Dom Jones are on the episode page on bpmpod.com. You can also find the podcast, as I said, on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, Podbean, Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can find them there, and the links are in the description of the episode. Until next time, stay safe and stay lucky, everybody, and I will speak to you soon.